You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 41, recorded on October 4th, 2019. Tonight's topic is Chronicon Part 1. I am your host for the night, Mrs. Hyven. I am Elamist. This is Hyven. And tonight we have a special guest host. Despite me being the host, I'm going to turn it over to Elamist because it feels a little more appropriate for him to introduce this person. Yeah, so this is the pretty girl that I've been shouting out for God knows how long. A month or two. Um, <laughs> At least two. Yeah. Couple months, couple months. Her name is Orchid, but I'm just going to actually pass the intro to her. Hey, it's Orchid. Yeah, actually, for all of you guys who don't pay attention, this is like number one supporter, basically like an arm of the podcast on Twitter. Like she helps me basically like hype our Twitter. Um, probably tweets better tweets than me half the time. Gotta say. So if you're not already following her, go follow her. She's got hot takes on her episodes like every week. It's great. It's great. Also, she loves me, so it's great. <laughs> Mrs. Hyven's my favorite person on this podcast, even if um, I might be dating one of the other people on the podcast. I'll let you guess which one. Oh, my husband. Hot <laughs> Hyven. Such a ladies' man. <laughs> Going back to Shadow Keep. Jeez. Uh, and actually, <laughs> so speaking of, where can we find you, Orchid? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Orchid, or you can find me on Xbox if you want to add me as a friend at Burnished Orchid, like the Destiny Two shader. Yes, you can. Yes, are you can. Highly are you keeping that one? It. Yeah. That gamer tag is gonna stay. Yep, that gamer tag's gonna stay. I'm really into shaders. It's not even my favorite shader, but it had Orchid in the title, so I kept it. And then we made an entire clan around the idea of shaders, so it's staying. I know, I just, like, get on and see Orchid on with, like, all of these other shaders. <laughs> yeah, I get on with uh, Atlantis Wash, uh, hey, Atlantis Wash, um, Avalon Teal, and, oh, there's others. But Atlantis are, Wash is definitely the one the I see the most. Yeah, those are the yeah. main the main two. Oh, I just like that Atlantis Wash time. represents it so hard that their picture is also the shader. Their like, picture's also the shader. Their all their armor is the shader. Um, all their guns are the shader. Uh, all their sparrows are the shader. And that's all their everything is that the one shader. sucks. That's I'm sorry. Atlantis <laughs> Wash is kind of a rough shader. So so uh, now <laughs> so now my question is, when are you gonna get Minkledink, Brinkle, whatever that no, one is? No, Kizadek. Kizadek, Bramble, Bramble, Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the first person no, you find that actually can pronounce it right gets it. Gets it. It's because there's too many letters in that one. We did try to actually get it, but it doesn't fit. <laughs> That's great. She's like, no, 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 we tried. We tried. We've tried many. We tried a bunch right. of D1 shaders, and most of those are taken by now. There were a couple that weren't, but most of them were yeah. taken. So honestly, if you want that one, Elmas, you're gonna have to like figure out that like license plate shortening that people do for things. Oh, I, 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 no, no, not me. 
All right, let's go ahead and move on to podcast news. As always, we encourage feedback, which can be sent to us on uh, Twitter at guardians underscore lore. Uh, go ahead, send us an email, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. And as always, you can send us a review um, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, slash Google Play. Um, I know we've gotten a couple of new reviews on the podcast lately, which we really appreciate. Um, one as new as this week uh, from pretty sure Justin Shiflet. It said Shiflet, and Justin Shiflet's a great follower on Twitter. Um, super fun to talk to. And yeah, um, I've just really been loving the community and the chit chat uh, from Twitter. And if you guys missed it, we had an awesome gift for this past week that turned oh into God. a dance off and just the best. Um, so like all of my shout outs tonight are probably going to go to people in that war. It was a blasty blast. Um, yeah. So guys, if that's all you do to hit us up, I'm down. Like if I've got the spare time, and nothing else going on, I will go back and forth. Of course, until I get distracted by a puppy, because that did happen this week. But, you know, you can't blame me. Eight-week-old puppy, y'all. All right. Additionally, um, it is now, like, official, official, official. While we were on the Discord for the Lore Network, we are now, like, our info is on the lorenetwork.com. So you can find our info there. Again, that's um, thelorenetwork.com. That's the brainchild of Blue Crew from Focus Fire Chat. Um, honestly, it puts our name alongside some really impressive names. And I still don't feel like we're supposed to be there. Like, just like, we'll be over here in the corner waiting for you to realize, like, we don't belong here. But it's it's seriously a really amazing honor. Um, yeah, it's, it's just awesome to even be included in such such amazing names. Proud to be part of the full community, specifically the lore community is like probably the friendliest. Destiny is a pretty great community, but I think the lore community is like even friendlier. Oh, yeah. When I posted that I went on like a Destiny rant at work and then I got officially called a nerd and it was kind of like a highlight of my week, I had so many people like supporting me and being like, You did it! Yay! Like, and that was so exciting. Because to be honest, I feel like such a poser sometimes in this community, but I'm just so happy to be accepted. You play now. Still, I like. And in fact, you finished the the Shadowkeep campaign tonight. I did. Best part was I did more of it with Elemis than I did with Ivan. But that's because Elemis puts up is can be a lot more patient with me. Hyvin's patient with me in life, but he's like, no, no, I can't. Every aspect of life, I need somebody to tag in. Somebody tag in. It's true. Mostly so just because you won't. She just won't read things. I'm like, where do you need to go? <laughs> I have no idea. Can you read the bounty? Like it said I don't know what deep. it says. I'm like, why did you lose the ability to read when it became a video game? Like, goodness gracious, I you're a great you reader. Read all day at work. I was like, I don't know. It said in the deep. I think we need to go to Crota's butthole. <laughs> I don't know if Crota's butthole is actually on the map. So <laughs> he was like, I think you need to go through the portal. And I was like, or no, he said, you don't need to go through the portal yet. And I was like, yes, I do. It's what my diamond says. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. I'm going to follow it. Yeah. It's a complete mess, y'all. But I did finish it. Shout <laughs> out to just everyone who, uh, 
even though they weren't necessarily on my fire team, like Elemist or Hyven at certain times, again, Elemist, huge thank you to you for really just like helping me so much. And an even more of a difficult way, because like Hyven said the other day, he can at least walk into the other room and see what the heck is going on on my screen. Elemist has to like figure it out. I just want to um, comment but, on the fact that you were already doing shout outs and we didn't even finish podcast news. I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, it was a big thing for me. My clan was amazing. Um, so just thank you to everyone for their support and love as I struggled. <laughs> um, look, see, I have a shout out right here in the, sh- in the show notes. I'm supposed to be shouting something out. I'm just not shouting out the right stuff. Shout out. I feel like I need to calm down. Give me a shout out. We missed shouting out 5,000 oh, well, listens fine. last week. We're up to about 5,200 now. Yeah, so that's super exciting. Um, I'm pretty sure you actually had a joke with this on the other show notes that you didn't put here. Something like we're... Almost oh, a legend. Almost, yeah. Almost oh, yeah, legend, almost right? and not forgotten. Almost and not, not forgotten. forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I got you. 5,200 um, score. Gotta get... Gotta get There's that. There's 300 more. Dad we're jokes. We're going to hit it somehow. You. He put a really big smiley face next to you, guys. Elemis loves his bad jokes. Loves them. Just go fill the email with bad jokes, you guys. All right, you're okay. killing me. We, I know, I am. I'm sorry. Mist and Destiny. Okay. This is big. Big time period for the game. Just bad jokes, just making guys. everyone wait. Just going to draw it out. Just kidding. I mean, guys, we all know Shadowkeep happened this week. It was pretty epic. The season of Dying is live. Like, New Light is live. Um, And once this airs, the raid will have dropped. The Guardian of Salvation raid will have dropped. Let me make sure I use all the right names for things. Guardian Um, of Salvation. Oh my goodness! Yes! Look what you've done to me! Guardian of Salvation, okay? Your fault! Your fault, Hyven! Yeah, by the time you're listening we'll to this, two and a half weeks. Go to Alaska. We will see who has won worlds first in the raid. So we'll see. Yeah. You guys so will congrats know. Congrats to anybody side. who did that because okay. it'll have already happened. Congrats to anyone who was able to finish in the first 24 hours. Congrats to anybody who honestly just logged on and tried because I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna try. You were nowhere near high enough there, Mrs. Hyman. Exactly. Not even high enough to have finished the mission had I done it solo. It's okay, I Mrs. Hyman. You and I can do it. We'll do the raid by ourselves. We'll two mana. It'll be great. I have I anarchy. Done It'll any be raid fine. Before, so yeah, this is when I should start. Uh, I got recluse and anarchy. It's all we need. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. It'll be great. Oh man. I have Ariana's vow. I'm super into it lately. It's That's probably not need. as great as I think it is, but I think it's the bomb. It's a hand cannon sniper rifle. That's all you need. It is. It's so amazing. Yeah. I actually did so, want to comment on something Destiny related. Um, where is it? Where we go? This has all been Destiny related. What are you talking about? By the time you listen to this, it's not really as relevant anymore. But uh, the following items will be disabled game wide for 24 Jotun's hours after of them. the launch of the Garden of Salvation raid. Jotun, sealed Ahamkar graphs, and Paragon Greaves. So, um, those. Should be working for everyone by the time you uh, actually listen to this. Are listening to it, but yeah, it's interesting. If you hadn't seen, uh, yeah, there's multiple things. Jotun is broken, actually broken. Um, Sierra grasps allow you to still auto reload grenade launchers, which doesn't really change anything in the meta. And Harrigan Greaves is amazing. 
you can now proc one two punch in the air and then shoulder charge, which is a knee Everything bash. Freeze! And it destroys. Also, I shared uh, I the Peregrine Greaves video from uh, Man at Arms with some friends. And now every time anyone says Peregrine Greaves, they just say they can't stop but hear Peregrine Greaves screamed into their ear. And I'm like, that's how you have to do it. That's the best, man. Peregrine Greaves. But yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to mention there, Mrs. Hyvin. That was something recently dropped today, I do believe, as of this recording. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was, it's been great. I don't know everyone's first thoughts. The expansion's been great. Of course, you probably already know that we all waited for some hours for uh, the maintenance to happen on the servers. Um, you know, Bungie had a little hiccup with the servers going live when it dropped, but Let's be honest, they made it free to play, and they've had all kinds of brand new accounts being made, um, just like the database that needed to be formed for all that stuff. A lot was going on, so I honestly was very impressed that they were able to get everything up and running so fast. So, And they had a small maintenance window the other day. A lot of people probably didn't know because it was in the middle of the day. But um, yeah, man, it's been pretty awesome. I haven't had a lot of issues, but I've had a lot of fun. So. Same. It's, it's been amazing. Um. And since the API went live, Ishtar Collective updated all their lore books, and it's been an amazing read. Yes, and as I might do a lore podcast, but I am a very avid player. I've not read a single piece of new lore because I've been power grinding. So I'm looking forward to reading all the lore books for the two weeks I'm out of town. I mean, perfect time. I think this is the the scariest update to any video game I've ever played in my entire life. Um, I have not been just so unsettled playing anything and that's playing Outlast and other just kind of like dead space, like scary video games. But this was, um, this made me want to hold people's hand because going through like seeing freaking ghosts everywhere, just kind of really scares me a bit i don't like it it's i've lost sleep now because i've played this like campaign Dude. yeah right it's, it's not like jump scare world. like some like, other games but it is really creepy man in my dreams those things were so gross yeah Although, there is oh i don't the, the first scream, time ugh, yeah like yeah it. the first time i did i was just running through the moon and i just heard random screaming right next oh to my me God, and right turned over and saw like, a nightmare for the patrol anybody hear me and I was just like, oh my god, go! Like, you want to, like, melee, like, punch them. Paragon Green! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so creepy. Yeah. The first time I really heard one, um, it was right by the tire game. Um, right where you, <laughs> like, come in, like, right next to Eris, Morin, and... Um, I kind of like yeeted myself off the <laughs> cliff because, like, my hands just kind of spasmed. <laughs> Dude, the tire game's fun. I think we spent over an hour trying to figure out where the purple ball that drops oh, by Eris, yeah. along mm-hmm. with playing the tire game. So if you don't know, there's a fun little game by Eris. If you get all the tires into the center hole, you get a triumph. And uh, I don't there's... think anyone knows what the purple ball is. No. I've I found the purple ball. I don't know what to do with it. So. Neither, man. I'm sure no. someone will figure it out. Just, it reminds, I'm sure it's something like the tower. Got to send it somewhere, and then maybe it'll grow. There's a better tire game, though. You can get on your sparrow and, like, throw your body off the cliff. And then your fire team will constantly hear Guardian down for 10 minutes. It's fun. We've actually found if you stand in front of the tire and then have someone on a sparrow 
smash into you, you and the tire fly much farther than just pushing the tire off. Oh, see, nice. that's We've gotten the tire completely off the map a couple times. Oh, just disappeared. Well, hot tips. <laughs> yeah. Hot tips. <laughs> Killing your friends is fun in Destiny. That's our hot tip for the night, I think. Not in real life, though. Not. Is that in Destiny? Jeez. We're also not. Well, I was about. My brain was like, and in real life too. And then I was like, wait, no, (laughs) no. I need to pay attention to what (laughs) Hyven says more. God. All right. Well, that was fun. Moving on. Indeed. To my corner, the most important part of the show. (laughs) So, there are lots of things between. Shadow Keep and all the other stuff I've been listening to with Focus Fire Chat, but we're going to keep it simple this week. If the whole point of Exos was because somebody wanted to live forever, and the thought is potentially Clovis Bray, since Clovis Bray was making them, where is Clovis Bray now? Why is he not an Exo walking around chilling? What happened to Clovis Bray? I don't guys... think we. I don't think we got confirmation of like what happened to clovis but he's but certainly bray... not walking around now as an exo we don't know that i mean it's least... not to say that he couldn't be somewhere doing it but somebody who's been that in tune to all the stuff going down like wouldn't they still want to use his mind to continue to craft weapons and other well, stuff he like, was a scientist let the, him go? of the golden age there's nothing to say that he would fare very well in a war-torn, uh, I mean, it's not even planet, existence. That is the time frame we find ourselves in. Uh, maybe he made himself into an EXO and then died after. Maybe he's hiding out. Maybe he's in the Deepstone Crypt, and he's the one who's running everything. And we'll run into him later on. I think that is just, just like an early story that point like... that we haven't gotten answers to. In the same way, like, we didn't know if Mara was alive or dead for a long time kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I need answers like for that. So, Bungie, hit me up. I'll give you my cell. We can late night chit chat about it, okay? Okay. So, for this week's listener Q&A, we have a question from Preston Hicks via the Twitter. That it just like that for Hyven. He asks, me. that's what it's called. He asks if you had to choose your favorite exotic weapon from either from either game, what would you choose? He also adds that he personally loves the Red Death from D1. So, um, you should start. I'm gonna go we first. Are. Yes, I'm pretty excited, guys. I don't normally have answers to these questions that are game related, but I do this time, and it's pretty awesome. I love the Graviton Lance. Like the Graviton Lance is my ride or die. And I love it. I will never dismantle it. It will always be in my loadout. It is forever my bay. Um, I also, from Shadowkeep, really love Ariana's Vow. Um, it's, like, probably the first time I've ever changed something in that weapon slot, like, ever. Also, it, thanks to actually getting your sensitivity something you could manage. Yeah, like I could never manage a hand cannon or really anything very well for that matter other than a sword and the Gravitan Lance because <clears throat> like I didn't know about changing my sensitivities. So we've changed it down to one. I'm starting from the bottom. This is her first time way. playing. Destiny is literally her first video game, guys. Like, you understand ever. the props we have really. to give her for like 
trying. So it's <laughs> right, good. like We're getting she's through jumping this. into the deep end there. Yeah, right. Yeah, and not even D two. Like I didn't even play D one. So like this is year three for me, like attempting to play a real video game, um, and pretty sporadically up until this point, I was really trying to like catch up by shadow keep so yep. that um, 750 boost was really nice for everyone coming back yeah um it really really helped me as somebody who was never like a part of the hardcore grind it really helped me and um even though i've always had appreciation for this game whether i've been too low a light or not um but yeah so graviton lance ride or die bay can't even express enough how much good. that gun is my boo the funny thing is, it had a heyday in the Crucible as just, like, ridiculousness. And it still happens to be really good. So, you picked a good thing to fall in love with. Yeah. I just feel like I have a lot of control, and I love it. And if I wasn't already married, I'd marry it. All right. Should go next? <laughs> um, let's go ahead and have you next, hon. Okay. Um, I have to probably... I have two answers. One's kind of a cop-out. But my favorite <laughs> weapon ever is Galahorn the first exotic weapon i ever got on day three of destiny one coming out and yeah and i just loved it from the second i had it before i even knew that it was going to become the gun that would keep you out of like raid parties if you didn't have kind of thing um, but i always loved i love what it did i love the idea of tracking rocket it was my favorite thing uh because i always i, I always wanted hawk moon and i can't say that was my favorite because by the time we finally got it on xbox it was pretty nerfed, so yeah, that was probably my favorite. But uh, other than that, uh, Ace of Spades, I love some hand cannons. I've used every exotic hand cannon. I've gone through all those, but Ace of Spades, just being tied to Cade, I think would have to be like my favorite. That's not like everyone loved Galahorn, so I kind of can't claim that claim that one. Yeah, you can. You do you, boo. You do you. All right, Elmas, what you got? So I actually like Hyven's answers, but I'm going to go somewhere else. Right now, because of Shadowkeep, I'm in totally in love with Ariana's Vow. Yes. It's it's a hand-cannon sniper, and it just it feels so good. Um, but before that, Icebreaker. It was oh, yeah, an exotic was sniper that had six shots. No reserve ammo, and it just kept generating ammo every seven, uh, seven seconds. Oh man, sniping oracles without actually having to do anything, right? Breaking the vault of glass and trials and all kinds of other game modes. So great. There's <laughs> and, a reason we and, don't have self generating ammo anymore, <laughs> right? And I have one other answer Peregrine Greaves, it turns meat into the weapon. <laughs> I was about to say, didn't we say we were doing weapons? Oh, no, wait. Good call, <laughs> sir. Good call. I, I just got mine tonight. Nice. Congratulations. All right. Last but not least, we have Orchid. Um, saved you for last because oh, we didn't yay. prep you on this question. So I thought I'd give you some time to think about it. Um, so for if we're doing Destiny 2 and Destiny 1 weapons, um, I would pro- probably have to say Destiny 2 would be Risk Runner. Um, I really like submachine guns. And um, Risk Runner really makes me feel like um, I'm very powerful when I'm taking lots of arc damage. Um, like, 
It's really good in like Gulfan and Forge. Um, like everyone uses it there. I like having the little shield over me. Um, I like to have my like little arc boys. Uh, we call them Andes, <laughs> the little oh, arc yeah. that can follow me around and now that at the same time. About. Yeah, yeah. Andy, arc Andy, warrior going Andy. in there. Like, what is this thing? And you were like, it is your yeah. Andy. <laughs> it's your Andy. <laughs> yeah. So um, I like to have I like to have my my Andy with me and my risk runner and um, just kind of do a lot of arc damage. It's really good in a lot of strikes. Um, it's really good in some parts of raids. And it's just kind of like all around a really good guy, especially since it like auto reloads for you. And you say all around a really good guy. Gun. Gun. Oh, I heard guy like this is the guy I would take home to my father. I just want to say that... you might not have known it, but this totally sounds like a promotion <laughs> for Risk Runner, being as it's the exotic quest that everyone got in Shadowkeep. Oh, is you it? Finish that. Oh. But that random Very exotic reward. quest you. Everyone gets Risk Runner. It's so perfect. Oh, well then so, everyone so do the Risk quest. Runner do is so quest. good. Yeah, it's so good. That's so, um, so yeah, I'll have, to give, I'll have to give that a try because I've actually it's, found Submachine to be kind of fun. That's the other thing. Yeah. I've so been really fun. enjoying like um doing some of these new quests and stuff from like Eris that I normally would kind of ignore because it's getting me to try like different types of guns. And I've been so, like, literally, I don't think you guys understand. Hyman makes fun of me. He's like, you equipped Graviton Lance, like, almost instantly and have never switched it and never tried to switch it. And I've been, like, so stubborn about it. Like, this is, like, the first time I've ever put something else in my loadout other than, like, Graviton Lance and my sword. My sword was, like, the only thing I deviate to. And that's my heavy. <laughs> yeah, no, um, definitely try Risk Runner. It's really good. I always have it with me i switch it between characters um elemis <laughs> is telling me the other day because i was like why well, I, I don't have i have to level it up but it costs so much money it costs so much glimmer <laughs> and so much stuff he's like just pull it over your collection i'm like no like my countdown it's like thirteen thousand kills i'm not gonna pull it out of my collections infusion <laughs> is actually easier now it only requires one modular core to infuse everything yeah, I'm but not going to do that. I want my kill count on it. That's what's important to me. That's what I'm saying. Just to infuse, and then you can keep the same old one. You don't have to pull but out the collection. That costs, that costs Glimmer, and I'm a miser. I'm not going to do that. I'm but you do. Gonna... You're given oh. those cores just by finishing the season pass, actually. So I know, but I'm not going nice. to. <laughs> you're saving I'm them not for... Going to. I'm saving them for my Lunatal, for the other guns I use more often than that one. Oh, so. so you really don't love the Red Runner. <laughs> I, it's my favorite exotic. I never said it was my favorite weapon, but it's my favorite exotic. Different, but different see, question. But see, the, the modular up or the the upgrade uh, bit. You can get there. That that assumes that like she's infusing something else, not a risk runner. If she pulls a risk runner out of collections and uses that as the infusion material, yeah, it's just it only costs a thousand glimmer. Oh, it's a thousand. No, they down yes. They down that. I have so much glimmer. <laughs> I am now it sounds glimmer. reasonable. Now it's that sounds very more reasonable re now. Um, I might have to rethink that. Uh, I'm not going to give you the benefit of telling me a thing because um, I'm not going to. <laughs> no satisfaction. Anyway, you, you, you so said so like you had a D1. Oh, I do have a D1. 
I do have a D1 um, exotic. My favorite exotic in D1 was Black Spindle, guys. So when you did the Lost Delight story mission, there's an alternate ending, and um, you were guaranteed that weapon when you did that alternate ending. And um, it was just like... It that, was see, that quest just, was just really cool. It was a really cool quest, yeah. and it has... I have a lot of, like, love tied to that quest and that gun from D1, just, like, a lot of really good memories. And even though it was nerfed into the ground, just like Whisper of the Worm was nerfed into the ground, I have opinions about that. But <laughs> um, it's still probably my favorite D1 exotic. I really did, like... Uh, you mentioned Icebreaker. I really, really liked Icebreaker. Um, really liked Allerhorn, but you know, kept coming back to Black Spindle because I don't know. Sniper rifle, sniper rifles were different in D1. At least for me, they were easier to use. They're not as easy to use now. Yes, they do take some getting used to. I use snipers yeah. for every activity, even still now. But I love Black Hammer. I mean, uh, well, I like Black Hammer too. I, I like Black Hammer also. I love Whisper of the Worm still, even though it is nerfed. It is very nerfed, yeah, but it's it's still good. But Black Spindle is the the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that concludes yeah. our answers there, hun. All <laughs> right. Well, thanks, Preston. I hope that was the rant and rave you were looking for. Uh, <laughs> So, brief intro into our topic. Like I said many moons ago when this podcast started uh, today, we're doing Chronicon Part 1. These are written by Scion Scribes for Callus. Each entry is listed as a Roman numeral. Because of this, we will give the Roman numeral title as well as what it converts to. Did you write that conversion next to it, or do we just have to guess? Oh, there's going to be plenty of guessing. He wrote it next to it. Anyways. I'm sorry, but when it gets up into, like, the 500s, no. I don't think I know those. And this is obtained by performing certain feats in the menagerie. And, last but not least, final bullet point, this will be covered in two parts. It's pretty anticlimactic on the last one. And now we'll move on to, that was a weird pause, our lore book readings. And in the hot seat, first reader, curse of the first reader goes to Orchid. Take it away. Yay. We got this. Okay. I can read. Okay. Entry one. Recorded by the scribe Salsad. The following pages are true and authentic of the incredible deeds and remarkable discoveries the Emperor Callus, greatest emperor of the Cabal, witnessed by his most loyal allies and recorded by his most trusted scribes. Upon suffering a terrible betrayal at the hands of false allies, Emperor Callus commissioned the Chronicon, a record of histories, to preserve the truth of his magnanimous rule in unjust exile. His royal historians, Scribe Salsat and Scribe Shagak are solemnly entrusted with the writing and keeping of these vital records. The records begin thus. On the day that his joyful majesty was ejected from his home on Torabottle, a great mania of aggrieved despair and seized the cabal people. 
Millions of the empire's most loyal and joyous subjects took to the streets to lash their hides in bloody mourning. The planet heaved and shook with a bereavement so mighty that the usurpers conceded that they could not kill an emperor so beloved. In this way, the emperor was placed upon a great prison ship called the Leviathan and set on an unchangeable course away from his homeworld. Said the emperor to his attendants on the eve of his exile, I am the last and greatest emperor of the cabal. My empire, built on joy and abundance, has been usurped by traitors who worship only war and brutality. They will destroy what I have built, and my cherished people will know only suffering under their fear-fisted rule. I vow to one day return to this place to bring ease and abundance to our people. Until then, I proclaim a new era of history and future. This era will not be defined by the censors and book burnings of my enemies, but instead by the golden knowledge of life's most toothsome sweetmeats, happiness, and power. I will lavish this knowledge unto all who prove themselves worthy of my true counsel, and united in love, we will grow fat with jubilation." Let my chronicon be a shining beacon of truth in an age muddied by lies. That wasn't brown nosing at all. Right? It's also like, called the, the fanboy diaries. My yeah. goodness. This How did they have time to write these while they were so busy kissing his toes? Rear end. Yeah. Okay. Less bleeping work for you. They were kissing his toothsome sweetmeats. Yes, exactly. <laughs> how they knew so much about them to write about it i hope they didn't do that in public i think what they happens, honestly had no shame what happens on the leviathan stays in the leviathan oh no well it's a prison ship so that makes sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this card man man so first of there all there is a little bit of fact to your there. reading orchid yeah. because there was a lot of very strong feeling behind that i feel I like felt- you read that as a believer yeah. I felt the bereavement. I literally felt like lashing my hide in Bloody Morning. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this card, geez, I wasn't expecting that. This is what happens when you're the, like, person who doesn't read ahead. Like, some things really take you by surprise, guys. Well, just wait until we keep going. Oh, it gets better, I promise you. <laughs> Oh, just wait until the the opulent <clears throat> armor. We're not covering it this time around, but it's it's definitely going to be on the poll. Yep. So there is a little bit of history on here. If you don't know, basically, Callus was exiled on the Leviathan as a prison ship, and because he truly was loved by the people, they couldn't just kill him when he was usurped from the throne. So they stuck him on a ship, locked the controls, and shipped him out to space. And that's kind of where this picks up. This is them basically his followers writing a story about how wonderful and majestic of a ruler he is. Um, and it's going to progress from historical writings to a little bit more of a, I don't even know what you want to call it, grand fan tellings. Fan of, fiction. Yeah, I was going to say fan fiction. That's exactly what I was going to say. But yeah. Um, so just be prepared. That this is this is worse than the books of sorrow. This is totally full of lies. <laughs> what you mean? It's not completely true. 
I wouldn't say lies. I would say embellishments that are full of love and caring. And um, I really like this entire book. This makes me feel things. We'll see what happens to you if you don't write beautiful things. Jeez. Well, I guess with that, we should keep on trucking. Yep. Yep. We're, We're definitely in chronological order. So remember, guys, we just read entry one. And I'll be covering DLXXVII, entry 578, recorded by Scribe Tlazat. After many days of uninterrupted flight, the Leviathan experienced a violent malfunction. This scribe prefers not to lean on metaphoric language when the accuracy of history is at stake. But in these unusual circumstances, the record may forgive a departure into the subjective. It was as if the ship had been plucked from the cosmos like a berry by some gargantuan hand, rolled between forefinger and thumb, squeezed and tested for ripeness, and then, having been found satisfactory, slung backward in an unknowable direction toward an unknowable maw. As a result... The ship's navigation and power systems were so severely disrupted that the royal pilots could make no hypothesis regarding their failure or repair. The ship was plunged into disarray and darkness, and its people gathered around the emperor to seek his guidance and love. Instead, the emperor donned a pressure gel suit and demanded to exit... I'm going to redo that. The pressure gel suit got me. Instead, the Emperor donned a pressure gel suit and demanded to exit the ship alone. Said Callus, I wish to see the destination of my banishment in private. He could not be persuaded otherwise. I, Talazat, must break the convention of our record-keeping for fear that this entry may be the last of the Chronicon. Lens of Truth. Compendium of Happiness. Symbol of the lavish benevolence of his majesty, the emperor. Two hours have passed since the emperor exited the ship. We are buffeted by intermittent tremors, which are strong enough to dash even the steadiest guards against the walls. Shagak and several dozen others have been knocked unconscious. Jozan, the emperor's dearest confidant since his exile, complains of a mounting pressure in his skull. Twelve others are bleeding from their ears. The royal beasts bay with incessant fury. I am no longer able to transcribe by hand. I shall write with my mind until I am incapacitated. We are afraid. We fear that our enemies have sent us to this place to die in the dark. Far from the eyes of Callus's adoring public, the Emperor has not returned and is surely dead. All right. So we're to assume that records 2 through 577 were just kind of normal life being stuck on a prison ship with no destination. However, we see this is where things get interesting. Basically, they hit some turbulence in space. Um, and they have no idea what in the world they ran into. And at this point, we see Callus is basically like, no, I want to go pout in private. I want to see where I'm stuck. 
And then that's where we get the dramatic entry of uh, Talzat basically saying, he's dead, didn't come back, and we don't know what to do. Which, honestly, would be pretty terrifying if your fearless leader wandered out by himself into the void to see what was going on, and then two hours passed and you never saw him. That's like something in a movie where it's like, if I'm not back in okay. two hours, just leave me. But not to mention, not only did their fearless leader just walk away, like, they're experiencing migraines, people are bleeding from the ears, people are they, unconscious, like, it's intense. He's not making this part up. They they crashed into something. Yeah. And this is going to be, as we see, we're going to start seeing a, this in the next card, we're going to start seeing a change of pace. Um, basically, we, we know that Callus eventually, we're going to see that he's going to, obviously, the fact that he uh, seems to be in control of the Leviathan now, uh, we see that at some point along the way, he doesn't just wander aimlessly through space. So at this point, this is where they are going to kind of run into something. And this is where we're going to start seeing a change in both Callus and in the ship and the writings and everything. So just keep that in mind as we go on. Um, yeah, I don't really want to spoil anything. And I know some of the other books kind of describe his whole banishment better. But you guys ready to move on? Do you have anything you want to add to the card? Oh, I'm good. All right. We have a direct continuation of DLXXIX in entry 579. Recorded by scribe Alzat. After 12 hours of violent tremors, the emperor returned. His behavior was erratic, and it appeared from his speech that he had suffered hallucinations outside the ship. A royal mechanic identified a malfunction in the pressure gauge of the emperor's suit perhaps explaining his change in demeanor, though it was incredible that his suit, or he himself, should be at all intact after 12 hours in these unfathomable conditions. Upon returning, and with a look of mania in his eyes, the emperor proclaimed the following, We have come upon the end of the world, and I have stared into its expanse. It has whispered into my ear, and I am enlightened. Death is coming and it has made me its herald. The end will eat everything. Here, the emperor gave a great sigh, as if a weight was lifted off of him. And when nothing matters, what's left? Joy, comfort, freedom. The true freedom of pursuing pleasures for pleasure's sake, because it pleases you, because you desire it. I knew this during my rule, and I'd forgotten it during my exile. I shall not forget it again. The emperor was encouraged by his advisors and myself to rest in case the bizarre behavior was a passing sickness of the mind. Before he retired to his observation room, the emperor described his encounter in detail. Zozon offered to me this bizarre retelling. Outside the ship, the emperor looked over the edge of the universe and saw nothing. That is, it wasn't that he saw nothing unusual, but he saw nothing. The absence of light, dark, life, death, the absence of anything, even of absence itself. And out of the nothing, there came whispering in a dark language, which filled his head so loud that he forgot for a moment his own language, and suddenly the nothingness dispersed to show something which was a fleet of foreign ships. He saw next the destruction of a great many worlds and creatures, 
including all his enemies and himself, and he saw the rot and fragmentation of his own corpse and skeleton. And last, before he was released, the whispers grew louder and granted him the honor of spreading the news of the end. Real glad we have the whispers back. Uh, also, I like that the scribe who's never been outside the ship just like assumes outside is like this horrible, terrible place. Well, it's they space. And then, they ran into something. I don't know. Maybe they crash landed somewhere. Like, for all you know, they're in the middle of a meadow. Well, if you know anything about the Leviathan, it's a ship that they well, can kind I of don't. see. Okay, well, you can see out of it. It's a giant, like, barge. It's not just, like, a teeny little, like, ship. It is practically a city. Um, and and even more than that, the Leviathan itself is large enough to eat worlds. It's yeah. alive. The Leviathan is a, a living being that they built a city on top of. It's not yeah. even that. Remember when we discussed the Books of Sorrow and we <laughs> talked about the giant <laughs> Leviathan? That was yeah. under the ocean. It kind of looks like that is described. Um, whether or not that's a coincidence. Uh, but yeah, it kind of is like a city built on the head of this giant eel creature. Actually, what it looks the, like. It, the funny thing is, uh, I remember hearing the writer um, of, of like the one who created the name for Leviathan. And he was like, yeah, I'd forgotten about the Books of Sorrow. I probably should have named it something else. <laughs> right. It's just a coincidence, maybe, but it's a it's a pretty good description. Yeah. But yeah, the point was kind of they the confusing thing was it was kind of like they ran into nothing in the middle of like the vacuum of space, which is why they were kind of freaked out. It's pretty hard to run into something when you're in space. Space is pretty empty. Yeah. The chance of them running into thing is pretty crazy. Now. I've got two I, th- thoughts that I'm, I'm I want to run by you guys. Oh, nothingness is capitalized. Suddenly, the nothingness dispersed to show something, which was mm-hmm. a fleet of foreign ships. Oh, don't get me I into have my opinions on those foreign ships. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I I have spin foil theories about ev- you know this entry specifically because of shadow keep but yeah um how creepy is it to actually get this vision to see like your own corpse and rotting yeah Ugh. hyven yeah so we're not going to get into shadow keep spoilers obviously right now um but keep in mind if you've listened to the episode when we discussed um the not the trials of the nine our nine coverage of the nine oh my god visions oh, what were those called again the the block the, of the nine yeah what in the world what in the world is it called we covered the the every week we got another thing from Zer. yeah it was the oh uh invitations invitations yes. yes so if you remember invitations of the nine episode remember that drifter discussed another collapse that was happening and then he was shown, show, showing, he was shown a vision of the pyramid ships. Um, also, Drifter is linked to the ice planet with the dark creatures that were basically so dark, just by getting close to a guardian, they could suck out the light. Uh, so for me, foreign ships, nothingness, 
a second collapse. Uh, to me, that reminds me of basically Callus seeing a very similar vision to what Drifter saw. Um, and I would link that to the pyramid ships and that nothingness, nothingness being linked to whatever the individuals linked to those ships are, whatever race that may be. Um, and I would say that's basically the closest thing we've seen to uh, the darkness, uh, which would kind of be those proto-taken, quite possibly, that Drifter came in contact with on the ice planet. So I know me and myself and Elemist actually had a really nice discussion um, with Harmony and... 2K. No, it wasn't 2K. Oh, uh, Cholesky. The other day. So shout out to those guys for that um, great conversation. But we got into a little bit of this, and that's kind of what I'm envisioning, um, that Callus was not completely off his rocker, as they thought, but that, in fact, he got a little bit of a glimpse... Whether or, not, whether or not it wasn't the Nine showing him this in the same way um, like the Drifter was seeing, seeing it, I think it was more of the fact that he kind of just ran into the pyramid ships out there. Because um, remember, he's been wandering the universe for a while. 500 plus so entries worth. So what you got, Orkin? Um, this also reminds me of... Um of Marasena a little bit. And I know you guys did a large chunk of Marasena, but he just kind of goes and hangs out in the void of space in some sort of suit. And we remember who did that in Marasena, which would be Marasav used to just go hang out in space because she was one with space. And <laughs> so this, this really calls back to Marasena for me. And um, I'm not going to say it's like Marasena fan fiction, a little bit, but it feels a little bit like Mara said a fan fiction, or at least like they pick they picked and, and chose like little bits of that to kind of I don't know it just made me think of of Mara like and Mara saw of like having these grandiose visions and ideas like in the vacuum of space in a gel suit, which Callus <laughs> is also hanging out in the vacuum of space in a gel suit have envisions so it's it, for me it's very similar I mean, i'm not saying for that sure. callus is gonna like yeah. cosplay as maris <laughs> oh god no <laughs> you just imagine the hair oh man no that's a good point well you know maybe it's not a coincidence but they uh both had a run-in with the darkness it seems out there in space so maybe if you go float around in space in a, a pressure in a- suit you're right. going to run into the darkness eventually. Eventually, yeah. You just have to you know, hang out in the nothing of space for a while. For a minimum of 12 hours to like periods of weeks at a time. Weeks, for yeah, weeks yeah. at a time, yeah. It did, it did strike me as vaguely similar. That's a good point. Yeah, I totally thought about that. As soon as they uh, mentioned the, uh, uh, the pressure suit, exactly. that's exactly what I was thinking too. Although I like your idea that maybe this is a... Callus came across the Marasena and wrote a little fanfic. <laughs> no, he had it commissioned. It's true. He commissioned yeah, he the fanfic. Yeah, he went on he went on Patreon and had someone commission it for him. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, actually, this is the only entry that I actually take as serious. We'll see why, because this is like not commissioned by uh, Callus, because he doesn't like this one apparently. Yeah, even for me, even though I do say that it is remarkably similar to Marasana, this is the probably the one entry that I think is legitimate all the way through. And they aren't they are not skimping on, they're not embellishing that this actually happened. Yeah, I think the scribe was so shocked that he I mean, he literally goes as far as to say, 
I'm going to recount the crazy telling that, you know, what what is Zozan referred to as? One of his, you know, confidants, confidants. closest friends. So, you know, Callus told this in private, and then he's kind of blurting this out. So I would kind of see it as like a, holy crap, you know, people are bleeding from their ears. Our leader disappeared for 12 hours. He comes back still alive, ranting about visions. I think it would be kind of hard not to be like, I think I'm going to blog about this. Especially when blogging is your job. <laughs> it's literally their job, yeah. Literally. Blogging with their, at this point, are they blogging with their mind yet? He's, he's mind yeah, blogging. Yeah, he yeah he's yeah. mind blogging. Yeah, remember, these are scions. They got telekinetic powers. And like for once, the story's good enough. He doesn't have to make it up. He's just excited. Mm-hmm. He can tell a real story. Yeah, yeah. Too bad that's not going to last. Too bad. <laughs> Ms. Ivan, you want to continue on? Yes, I certainly do. All right, so I will be reading DCII or Entry 602, reported by Scribe Shagak. Whereas the writings of Scribe Talzat revealed a treasonous mistrust for a great emperor, and whereas his traitorous actions resulted in a falseness writ into our records unknowingly, therefore the scribe Shagak shall rightly replace him as royal historian along scribe Zolot, by order of the emperor himself. Let truth alone shine through these records, not personal bias or failure. The following corrections to the record must be observed. 1. The great revelation was not a hallucination induced by a malfunctioning suit. And such a suggestion is akin to treason punishable with death by boiling. 2. The expansion of the prison ship Leviathan into a great palace of pleasure was an edict supported by all of Callus's loyalists. Save for the traitor Talzat. And three, the shadows of the cliffs, the Sindhu, and the Arkborn represent the greatest, most skilled of their kind, handpicked by Callus himself, and were chosen not for any petty or personal aim, but a greater cosmic need to help our great emperor usher in the end of times. The Emperor Callus, last and greatest emperor of the Cabal, the chief gift-giver, the good host with the generous banquet, the Prince of Mirth, and the Lord of Laughter, spake thus of his shadows, with love shining in his sparkling black eyes. My beloved shadows represent everything that was lost to me when the Red Legion took Torvald. They are the epitome of the empire I built. They are each the perfect specimen from their homeworlds, living the fullest version of their lives because they are the fullest version of their very species. They are everything I need to reclaim what was taken from me. And they are the ones I want by my side as I prepare this world for its end. So let's totally unpack this from the beginning. Um, Scribe Salsat uh, has taken a real big dirt nap um, after they described they tried to fire him. So now Scribe Not Shagak. Dirt, though. Not dirt. Uh, he was base dirt. <laughs> yeah. He was dirt. like oil. Boiled. <laughs> I like to imagine they boiled him in gold so they could keep him as a statue. Oh, I like that. Yeah, right. This is what not to do. 
I mean, he's very flashy with his gold in the Leviathan. Oh. So he could have been boiled in gold. Maybe that's oh. all the statues aren't actually statues. They're um, Yeah, I think they're scribes. They're scribes and people who didn't do what Cows wanted. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, like, what if, like, this scribe specifically is one of the statues we put in our tribute hall? It could be. <laughs> I bet you it is. He's handing out boils. I was thinking that too, right. actually. But yeah, I think um, I like to think now that he's been boiled. Uh, let's, yeah, it's canon now. Confirmed. He said it out loud. Confirmed. No, confirmed. It's for real. Confirmed. It happened. Confirmed. confirmed. It's real. Um, he was. Boiled I confirm cold. a lot of lies on here. No, nope, no, nope, confirmed. I I agree with you. That sounds completely correct. This is completely accurate. <laughs> we are geniuses. <laughs> Very there much so. Moving on. Um, next point. So, next point, um, Leviathan has now been turned into a great palace of pleasure, which really just sounds like a rewrite. It's like a 1984 kind of rewrite of, this isn't a prison, this is a palace of pleasure. This is definitely not just a prison where you can also find treasure, but now it's a palace. Well, everything is just gold everywhere it's just the way you look at it you know it's yeah you just you need a change of perspective when you're in the same you know fish ship i mean hell even paradise is a prison if you can't leave it's true oh oh <laughs> shut up riven <laughs> you mean mara mariven <laughs> uh uh, we also hear about his shadows um, chosen by himself, and they were not for any petty or personal aim, but a greater cosmic need. Um, but as we learn later on, that they were not used for the greater cosmic need. They were used for a petty and personal aim. And um, that's pretty much all I have on this one. Yeah, unfortunately, we haven't talked about the shadows, but... Um... We will eventually. That is all on the original Leviathan gear. So one of these days we'll cover the the weaponry. Talks about the coup that got him kicked out of his home planet and taken out of power. And then there also is a more in-depth description of these races that he makes his shadows. And if it sounds familiar, Callus has been calling us his shadow. So we're kind of the next in line of this long interest mm-hmm. he's had in powerful mm-hmm. beings. I do, like, I do like his long chief gift giver, good host with the generous yeah, banquet, oh Prince of Mirth, Lord of Laughter. I love all of that. I just, that made me so happy. Real humble. He's a real humble guy. We should probably assign each other titles at some point in here. Another episode. I, I just love how, <laughs> like, all of his titles literally take up two full lines. Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, part I was going to mention is the fact that our last recording from Telzat was 5.79, and now uh, Shagak is taking over at 6.02, and he's correcting the whole hallucination thing, but then he goes on to correct how the expansion of the ship was voted kind of on by everyone and in full agreement, and then also the discussion of the shadows. So I would be really interested to read the entries by Telzat that sound like he had besmirched the good name of Callus by describing these three points in a different way because to be honest i honestly think that that might have been a little bit less biased um but unfortunately we don't have those entries fortunately he was boiled and those were probably destroyed sure they were 
and now he's pulled Scion. I really love the idea that he's now a statue in the tribute hall. That's going to just stick with me every time I'm there trying to finish my all of my tributes. <laughs> right. I'm just going to be like, hey, it's all that. What's up? <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Man. <laughs> all right. I think I don't have anything else to add on this card. Anyone I'm good. Else? No. There's nothing I want to add to the, uh, just the historical record there. <laughs> I was waiting, <laughs> waiting for something. Yeah, no. I mean, history speaks for itself, I think. All right. All right. I guess and two full lines of, of titles. Yeah. I do love the titles, though. They need All to right. keep coming. We need right. more of those. Oh, I'm sure you'll have the opportunity. Oh, look, we already have some. <laughs> oh, what if we got a seal that gave us a title of, like, the Prince of Mirth? I want a seal that gives us a title that has 18 titles on it. And it yeah. doesn't fit on the seal <laughs> and it just cascades down the page and gets cropped <laughs> off. So you have to tab down to your sparrow or right? whatever to see it. I just want to refer to myself as the generous banquet. You know what? <laughs> Shout out to Just Flamin. I think that title is perfect for him at this current point in time. Oh, God. What, a thick <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yes generous banquet uh, anyway alright here's the next card uh, DCV or number 605 recorded by scribe Shagak after the fall of his shadows the great emperor Callus, master of celebrations patron of festivity stood in the throne room of his great ship the golden king's shining, mottled brow was furrowed with a deep melancholy, and the beauty of his face was marred by a frown. Dominus Gaul, the ghost primus, the usurper, lived, while the mightiest of his shadows, his chosen killers, his zenith champions, were dead. When approached by one of his advisors, who hoped to console the emperor, the emperor held up his great hand and said, bewildered. I have failed them. I have been chosen to bring forth the end of the world, and I set my sights so low as petty revenge. My enemies deserve to suffer and fall for their treachery, but my shadows were meant for something greater than the violent end I sent them to. They have been ruined, just like my beloved empire. Here his advisors rushed eagerly to reassure him, troubling him with offers of wine or food or false words of comfort. But the great emperor was not moved. What, they asked timidly, of the rest of his shadows, those who had not gone to fight Gaul, they still lived? No, I have ruined them, all of them, the great emperor whispered. I've spoiled the whole batch. The whole batch. All of, of them are bad. Three. The three that you know of, you don't know about the rest of them. He could have a bunch more. He could just have it's a full prison ship. Real. He, he could have had like a have fleet of fifty and been like, "I've ruined them. Boil I've the rest them. in gold." <laughs> Wait, I yeah, need kind of. Statues for my Leviathan. Because we actually have the recordings of the ones who have died in that episode. We'll probably do it at some point, uh, where he basically sends out assassins to take out all of the people who sided with Gaul and usurping his throne. There's a whole list of them, and we see how they were all taken out, but pretty much all of his assassins kind of. Most they kind of succeeded. Most of them succeeded. They just didn't come back alive. Um, and that's how what we commented earlier that uh, he wasn't going to use his shadows for petty purposes. And then he himself admits here that uh, 
he was supposed to use them for the grand grander good, and then he went and let revenge get in the way, and then he ruined the whole batch by sending a few to do this assassination duty. I mean, what do you do with spoiled eggs, guys? You know when you rotten boil fruit... Boil them in gold! Yep. Yeah. So anyways. But yeah, this is a tie-in directly to um, yeah, the information about him trying to take out Gaul. So that'll be an interesting one when we We'll refer back to this when we discussed his shadows. Yep. And the midnight coup. Good hand can, good hand can. All right. You ready to move on, Alist? You are our next reader? Sounds good. Got a lot of time passing. So the last entry was 605. This entry is DCCII 702. Recorded by Scribe Shigak. So perplexed was the emperor by the failure of his shadows that he spent many hours meditating with his advisors on what had happened. His advisors made many misguided attempts to soothe him, fearful that wrath lay below the calm surface of his demeanor. On one such day, the emperor met with his advisors, Tulu Arg and Ilhali, who clumsily derided Gull's crude brutality in hopes of cheering him, spake the generous and compassionate emperor. Gull has risen above his own past. That, at least, is admirable. Ilhali, do you think, after all I've seen, I am heartbroken by such a tiny thing as failure? No, I am weary. I have combed this whole universe for someone who truly merits a seat at my table. Just one creature who might partially comprehend the gravity of my mission. One creature brave enough to test their might and their mind on me. One creature worthy of supping on my perfect flesh. And I have not found them. As the emperor spoke to his cringing advisors, his beautiful face smooth with a preternatural calm, a messenger ran into the room to address him, bowing contritely and begging his forgiveness. Crawling across the floor in supplication, the messenger announced that Dominus Gull had been killed in the soul system by a person of the Guardian tribe. At this, I myself saw a renewed light spark in the Emperor's eyes, and saw his face light up like a sun. Find them, he told the messenger. Find me this hero, and we will go to them. He turned to Tlut Arg and instructed him to set a course for the soul system. Then he commanded Ilhali to prepare his other automatons the robotic creations made in the likeness of the great emperor, which were built so that his joyful majesty might be able to watch himself in many unique situations. The emperor did not specify why the automatons should be prepared, but there was such joy in his voice that his advisors made no objections. Right, so I don't know if I should start with the disgust and awkwardness or what's going on in the card. But it seems like the uh, his toothsome sweetmeats are back. Um, yeah, we have to deal <laughs> with oh. stuff like, um, <laughs> yeah, supping on his perfect flesh. 
So there's a lot of weirdness going on with uh, with Callus. He's very full of himself, obviously. Uh, so much so that we have had the joy of fighting one, but that he made uh, a lot of automatons uh, so that he might watch himself in many unique situations. We That's won't go creepy. into what that might be. Definitely sounds a little nefarious, a little weird. Um, let's just say it's for the testing purposes of him watching how the guardians fight and things like that. But if you get, if you can get over the, uh, the supple flesh, the supping of flesh, then the card helps us to appreciate a couple of things. Number one, that they still are getting transmissions because uh, they found out that Gaul had been destroyed. Um, number two. It wasn't specifically stated before, but we see that at one point they did not have control of the ship. Um, we now have confirmation that they are able to pilot this thing where they want. Um, so that is quite interesting. And three would be the fact that he is lamenting over the fact that his shadows kind of all failed. And at this point, he is looking for one individual who is basically at his standard. Worthy of kissing his butt is basically what. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, he's looking for that one individual that basically can 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 do the job that he. So you have to understand though, he thinks that he has the duty of explaining to everyone the end of time and of the world, and so he is looking for that individual who can help him accomplish that goal. And then all of a sudden he hears about how Gaul, who kind of you know pulled a fast one on him, who was fairly impressive who had the whole whole cabal empire at his, well, not the whole cabal, but he had at least the, the Red Legion at his fingertips, one of the most powerful military groups, that he felt he's very interested. And that is kind of where we see him showing up and our guardian getting involved. So it's kind of a tie-in to where we come into play with our good friend Callus. Does anyone else have any uh, any thoughts, Elamist? Yeah. Uh, you touched on it like you know this is where our guardian comes in anybody who's played any leviathan raid raid layer or the menagerie like there's lines in there that just straight up feel stalkerish or creepy um like he's just fascinated by us we see progression too based off of when we first saw him to the leviathan to how he refers to us now yeah um and that's that's one of the reasons why, like, personally, I haven't gone for that title, the shadow title, because I am not his tool. I am not, <laughs> and especially when you stop and consider many unique situations, um, <laughs> I'm not. Automatons. Yep, we're not. I'm not Callus's tool. <laughs> Uh, I do want to comment on, before we go too far down that path, um, you mentioned how we are not um, doing his bidding, right? And we don't want to acknowledge that. Uh, while, unfortunately, we do kind of have something to do with some of that stuff, uh, if you've done Menagerie, um, you are literally taking the souls of Arkborn and using them to fuel Hive. Uh, well, I don't know what they actually are, but they're they're fueling a hive ritual for, per se. So when you're doing the menagerie, when you're doing the Arkborn, remember that the Arkborn were part of the race of shadows that he had. Um, and but remember, the whole batch was spoiled. So at this point, I mean, what do you do with your spoiled batch of uh, beans other than just uh, 
use them in a nice game. And unfortunately, our guardians are now kind of involved in some of the craziness of Callus, which is why he kind of uh, refers to us as his shadows, because to him, we're kind of just like going along for the ride. Honest. And 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 even then, like the Arcborn bit of the uh, the menagerie, like that's us killing those Arcborn souls. Yeah, it's pretty in dark. Order to pro- in order to progress in that, we have to kill the Arcborn. Yeah. You kind of have to remember the Arcborn are just beings of energy and light. They don't even have bodies, so that really could just be Arcborn that he's just keeping in his prison ship. Yeah, yeah, I guess we didn't really mention that. Yeah, so the Arcborn um, don't have physical bodies. They're just, they they can live in circuits. They just exist as energy. And so to have um, to have a game built around these Arcborn souls, you it, it's, it could just be the actual, just whatever physical manis- manifestations of these Arcborn. So he could just be taking them out of a cage and sticking them in a game for you. So you could, you know, like Hyven was saying, fuel some sort of the hive power thing. Pretty dark, man. He, he yeah, I mean, honestly, kind of messed up. I kind of want to see. So this is supposed to be originally a prison barge, right? And now it's a pleasure palace. However, I have a feeling that somewhere on that ship, if we looked hard enough, we would find the actual like prison area where Callus is just keeping like oh. some of everything you could imagine. Because, you know, where do you think he gets these hive? And his own cabal, the Arcborn. I mean, if you really stop and think about the, uh, if you really look at the story and not just plan the activity, yeah, it it's a pretty it's a pretty dark place. Callus is uh, he tries to pretend it's all about opulence and reward, but uh, he's mostly just into murder. Um, uh, Mrs. Ivan. Also, yeah, it's it's Callus's pleasure palace. I mean, nobody ever really said that it wasn't stolen in some way shape or form he never said it's everyone's casino and brothel for everyone to come in and enjoy true true the people that he uh but he does kind of sell it to us like that um he is really trying to like sell the guardians on come work for me it's gonna be fun Uh, and even then like i i looked up the the word menagerie marion webster uh, defines it as a place where animals are kept and trained, especially for exhibition. Yeah, basically like gladiators. Yeah. Coliseum. Yeah. yeah, so you can get a lot of good loot there, but um, yeah, if you want to talk about doing dark things as a guardian, we're kind of towing that line working for... I mean, we're not working for him. I know many would argue that they want nothing to do with Callus, but unfortunately, we are kind of cleaning up for him. Uh, a lot of the raids are us just going in and doing exactly what Callus wants us to do. So it's pretty, it can be kind of disturbing when you really think about it. Well, he tried. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just almost say. saying, like, because he doesn't want to be the the puppet of Callus, but that's every single raid, every single menagerie, every single, everything we've ever done for Callus, we've been his puppet. And he gives yeah. us cool stuff in the end. I mean, That's, I like my Midnight Coup. Exactly. I, I like my Beloved. I like all of my things. I like my Callus Mini tool, but like everything. The problem, man, as Guardians, we just want yeah. loot so bad. We'll do anything for it. We'll do anything for loot. We got to chase that loot. We might even sup on its perfect flesh for the good roll. 
Okay. No, I will not. But, you know, I'll put his automatons in um, many unique situations. I'm just saying, what if they offered you full-powered year one Gallahorn? Oh. <laughs> I would do so many things to those automatons. I would shoot that cup right out of its hand. Oh, man, dude. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> All right. On that anyone, note. Yeah, anyone have anything else to add? I think I have the next reading. All right, I will continue on this fun. All right, our next card is DCCLXXXIX, entry 789. Recorded by scribe Ixult. What follows is an unsent letter to the hero of the Guardian tribe, dictated by the great Emperor Callus. Ah, Lightborn, what a joy it has been to watch you. When I invited you aboard my Leviathan the first time, it was an exceptional pleasure to see you go through a test I had designed myself. It was uniquely suited to your talents. I would later realize, though, that wasn't my intention. Just a happy trick of freight that the talents I sought were those that you possess. When you shot the cup from my automaton's hand? Ah, guardian. My soul lit up with longing. And when my beautiful ship was invaded, twice, in fact, by the Vex mind, Argos, and later by the hateful Val Kaur, these visits were not so predictable. You navigated the dangerous particularities of my lovely home with such grace, enthusiasm. More than anything else, That delighted me. Your enthusiasm for a challenge. More than anything else that delighted me, your enthusiasm for a challenge. Watching you leap nimbly through my reactor, seeing you lead your team in perfect synchrony against the jealous Valkor, how it all tickled me. Those exploits drew me to you. They inspired me to fashion you a chalice of your very own, that you might drink deeply of my royal blood and be enriched. And I knew the attraction was mutual, for you left headfirst into my menagerie. You took my every gift. You answered my every challenge. That day you gallantly slew Galron, golden chalice in hand. That was the day I truly knew We were meant to be together. I am ensnared by you, Guardian. I wish to possess you as my own until the end of existence. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. Right. God damn. Like, I don't even even know what to say. This was so uncomfortable. I feel like I should give him and my Guardian a room. Okay, so basically what he's doing is recounting all of our um, dealings on the Leviathan. Uh, he's referring to three raids, uh, four raids, yep, and the Menagerie, basically all of the dealings we've had with him, about how we basically, he, he laid out a challenge, we were perfect at it, uh, then we came in and cleared house for him a couple times, and to thank us, he asked us to come back and clear house one more time, and then he made us a beautiful chalice of our own uh, to remember the day we first shot the chalice from his hands. So basically, he's kind of trying to butter us up in a really creepy way, 
um, he's basically to be his personal dad. guardian. He's like super impressed with us. We are literally like what he's been waiting for his whole life. He's he's kind of like that sixty year old guy who's going after that twenty year old. Oh, Herbert. God, I was trying not to say it. Yes, but God, I was trying not to say it. All right. Well, does anyone have any other thoughts about this card? I have a thought. So Galron's like his hive shadow, and we killed him. Cool beans. I guess he didn't want it. Neat. Okay. Well, so the thing here is, yeah, Galron was... It was more of like Kallus trying to create a shadow for the hive. He and, was trying to harness the power, kind of. And he kind of failed. People. Because of the crown. It, it but was they had... Trapped. Mm-hmm. But they have the the whole, they have their own deal with their hunger and stuff. I'm assuming that's much stronger than anything he could control. Yeah. And yeah, we haven't talked at all. And honestly, I myself haven't even gotten too much into the lore on Crown of Sorrow's reign. But yeah, he seems to like mess up a lot of experiments and just ask us to come in and clear house. Pretty much. Yeah, or he's doing or it on whenever... so he can see us. That's pretty much what he's doing. He's like the guy that wants to date you, but instead you're like, no, you kind of creep me out a little bit. But he's like, but look, automatons, they do many different things. Like, I brought this Galron for you. Could you slay him, please, maybe? I mean, like, I made a doll guy. of you. I mean, yeah, exactly. I have this Val Kaur. He's in my house. Could you take care of it? Like, I'll love you. I'll look at all this loot I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the sleeper simulant catalyst. Like, come on. Come on, be my bae. This is a my parents aren't home kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> right. This yeah, is, man. This is straight up a love letter. It's a really cute love letter like as love letters go like it's very sappy and it hits all the right points like it really pulls at your heartstrings really yeah yeah if elmas had sent you this crap at the beginning of your relationship you're telling me you wouldn't have run screaming nope but he's my kind of weirdo so hey man some people like all time in many unique situations yeah many unique situations yeah man i didn't know we were gonna have to like edit half this podcast for our new after dark session (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> oh man yeah this is definitely a creepy entry but in all seriousness he now views us as a tool that i feel like it's kind of like a thing where he is he wouldn't have taken like the risks like he did with galron but he knew that we kind of can just you know we're just we're badasses man and we're just going there and in clear house that he can kind of experiment with crazier powers I mean, because let's be honest, the guy just saw the end of all existence, including himself. Are we going to realistically think that he is just ready for that? Um, or sometimes he I think that... He didn't just see it. It's been a while. Yeah, but part of me feels like he's not only, like, we're not only his, like, herald to go talk to everyone and tell them, but there's some level of him wanting us to, like, help him get to the yeah, end. he probably doesn't want his end up like He that. talks about wanting to see the final shape. And that's kind of where, I guess the second half of our episode is going to move into. This is, you have a, a beautiful break, Alamis. This is kind of like the end of what we've seen, and we're going to start getting into the future. I like to think of this letter really as um, 
like the bookmark between kind of what we've confirmed is past and where we're going to go into like the the real hardcore fan fiction what what is even going on anymore especially right. if you put in the opulent the opulent armor sets as well like it just gets like it just gets absolutely crazy yeah and sadly, I'm not going to be here for that episode. I don't know. I might try to make it on there. But at the very least, I'm just going to read the show notes to myself to put me to sleep as a nice bedtime story when I'm out That's and okay. about traveling. We don't need you in your four-hour time difference. Yeah, uh, there's honestly no way. Jester is already volunteered. Yeah, no. I won't be here to next To be on week. our team. Yep. <laughs> yep. He doesn't know that means that we're going to pull him on here. Who's that? Wicked Jester. Oh yeah. Mhm. He volunteered to be on mine and Orchid's team, so. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna be the three of us versus Almas. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you guys well, will have a fun time. It. Somebody's <laughs> gotta carry the podcast. Yeah. Oh no. I'll break your back. <laughs> There's no. Yeah, <laughs> Is your backpack big enough for all of us? Look, I carry myself in my own backpack because I'm a baller like that. I'm in a fanny pack. I am. <laughs> I honestly. Those are cool again. I'm worried and excited to listen back to this episode. Not that I'm the one who keeps us organized, but I'm the like the grumpy old guy who's like, let's get down to business. And like, while Elemis can be serious, this man's gonna. I think you guys are gonna corrupt him. I think you're gonna corrupt him, and it's gonna be the funniest podcast we've probably ever made. <laughs> we know how much you love us being a comedy podcast, babe. Oh, it's gonna be fun to listen to. That's for sure, man. I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Or we get I remember, Sean up in here. No, we'll okay, really so mix it up. Please. Get Flamin' up in here, too. Yeah. I was, like, terrified oh, now. Nah, nah, it's just one week. You guys can hold on the fort without me. So before we close out, <clears throat> the titles. <laughs> we have Emperor Callus, last and greatest emperor of the Cabal. The chief gift giver, the good host with the generous banquet, the prince of mirth, the lord of laughter, master of celebrations, and patron of festivity. I'm excited. And we're meet Callus in person. Week. We're only going to add on more next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think I don't have anything else to end on. Hyvin, you want to close us out? Yes. Um, Miss Big Host over there. Shout out. Shout out to Ishtar Collective, as always, except for the last like two weeks because I completely have spaced. Uh, disappointed in you. We covered right. Ishtar. We always we got them in there. We got them in there, but it wasn't me that shouted them out. Team effort sometimes. Yeah. Um, and shout to Orchid for finally coming on. Like. I've, Sorry, I've, Sorry I've you're been getting screaming. Yeah, like I, I've been bugging her. You know, when are you gonna come onto the podcast? Silence. <laughs> I'm super shy. It doesn't seem like it, but I really am. She was like, only if you write me a fanfic. Only if you write me. Oh, is and that part of it? Boy, do I have one for you. Oh Pretty god, much. Yeah. that's gonna be an after dark <laughs> special. Oh no. Chronicon. The Chronicon. I was thinking of writing the Chronicon as some sort of like, um, like 
they can't live without each other. So the <laughs> emperor and the guardian like have to be together or they're going to die. Oh man. <laughs> That's awesome. And, All right. And, and my last shout out to my co-hosts, Hyven and Mrs. Hyven, because we're recording on a Friday night. Normally we record Saturdays, but during raid... shadow keep guys. Well, like the raid drops on Saturday. And I have a team that's going in at launch, so I will not be available. Yes. I hope you aren't still doing it at the time. Yeah, I hope so, too. I'll be curious to see how long this raid is. Um, You know, if it's Riven, even if you were Worlds first, you'd still be working on it. So, um, But uh, I'd be really interested to see what this raid is like. I, for one, want to get in there just for the story. I'm going to have to just wait a little bit, I think, until I come back from my work trip. <clears throat> but yeah, this might be one where I watch the streams so that I can cheat and get to learn all of the uh, the lore implications about it. Uh, definitely. Um, I guess well, I'll move on to shout-outs. Um, shout-outs to my co-hosts, of course, and Orchid for making it such a fun, fun opportunity to just kind of discuss lore and goof around. It's fun to have uh, guests. It makes it much more lively, for sure. Um, even if you... It's to everyone. If you ever feel shy or quiet, trust me, now being a guest on Focus Fire, I felt super uncomfortable. So, um, But it was a blast. So trust okay. anyone. If you ever have the opportunity to uh, do some lore discussion, don't be shy. Um, whether you're with friends or you happen, happen to be on a lore podcast or in a lore discussion, lore chat... Uh, you know, always feel free to have a discussion because uh, that's where we how we kind of all make progress. And I would say no theory is a bad theory because even if it's wrong, it still can go somewhere or it could just be hilarious. Pain is a person confirmed. Pain exactly. My child. You can start memes, man. Uh, so, yeah. So shout out to the whole lore community and for the opportunity to discuss lore. Um, as far also, of course, to uh, Focus Fire Chat for inviting us to the whole lore network and being a part of that. Uh, thank you so much for that, and to everyone who has found us because of that. So, those are my shout outs. Uh, I think Elemis kind of covered the rest. Um, yeah, I'll pass it on to, I guess, Mrs. Hyven, because you skipped Orchid. Are we saving best for last? Best for last. Yeah, well, again, I figured we'd give her time to uh, figure them out. <laughs> Um, I wanted to shout out everybody who joined in our gift war and our dancing party. Um, Justin Shiflett, Not Arf, Zero Uno, uh, Louis Frank Constein, uh, Elemist, obviously, who hopped in there, and uh, Blue Crew uh, for actually winning in the gift war. Not necessarily the dance off. He did not participate in the dance off. You know, can't do it all. But in the gift war of back and forth, yeah, you won with the Ryan Gosling one. That was just the most priceless, hysterical response of my life. Um, so all of that was amazing. Orchid, pretty sure she got in there and danced with us, too. Oh, yeah. So, I um, all of it was amazing. If I didn't get you, I'm sorry. I tried to go back and get as many names as possible. But I had a blast that day. Um, it yeah, I wasn't feeling well that night, too. I had had a really horrible migraine. Um, so it was just something simple and funny that I could do to distract myself. So thank you, Twitterverse, for 
always being there when I'm bored or not feeling well or whatever. You guys are the best. <laughs> All right. I guess it comes to me. It does uh, indeed. Oh, my goodness. Um, I guess, like, shout out to you guys for having me. Thank you so much. You're such I gracious didn't even host. Shout you out. Like, <laughs> thanks for being here, man. No, thanks for for putting up with with the way I think, which is a little bit crazy, a little bit maybe. <laughs> no, I think you had really excellent like <laughs> add on points. God, oh, yeah. you gave more like legitimate points to this podcast than I ever have. I think we have the wrong significant other on here, you guys. <laughs> Um, I guess also shout out to, um, to Louie Kong and Jamie J2. Um, both of them, Louie's been a friend of mine for a really long time and he introduced me to, uh, Jamie who went through most of Shadowkeep with me. Um, thank you so much. It was really terrifying. I did not like it. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't like it. So <laughs> thank you for being. <laughs> thank you. They very yes. Um, Bungie was amazing. So um, thank you to the both of you for to going through Shadowkeep with me. Um, shout out to I guess like Atlantis Wash, Stark, um, all of my clan. Hi. Um, and also I guess like best for last. Um, shout out to Elemis. So. I love you. <laughs> She's got the platform, y'all. She's going to use it. Yeah, I'm going to use it. You've, um, <laughs> I really do have to say every time I'd finish a podcast that you guys did every, every Tuesday, I'd listen to it at work. Um, and every single time he'd be like, shout out to the pretty girl. And like my face turns this like beet red. And my coworkers would just look over at me and they're like, you got to the end of your podcast, didn't you? <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so um, it always just like made my week. Like listening to you guys, like all three of you. Um, yeah, I mean, I know we've you guys have talked about it in the past, but uh, kind of it was at least suggested because I was too lazy to read the lore on my own and read what you guys were going to type to each other because I don't want to do that. I would rather listen to a thing and do another thing. So thank <laughs> you guys. So for, thank you for doing a podcast so I could listen to it on my way to work. No lie, though. Like, like mad credit for you me. literally kind of got us off of our butts. Um, you might claim that you didn't do that much. But for sure, not only did you suggest this podcast that came from just a random Discord chat between me and Ellis, but you've supported us kind of all the way through this. So you're yeah. definitely kind of our like number one follower. I was like, guys, I don't know who this person is, but like and he keeps liking everything. And he was like, oh, that's a clan mate or a former clan mate. Or da, da, da. Yeah. And, and, and I was the like, thing oh, is, okay. And not just because you were tied to Elemis, because you were our clan mate well yeah, you before and you and Elemis were ever a thing. We weren't together. Yeah. When we and all Elemis kind of met together. each other. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, uh, for sure. Yeah. We're all mutually shouting you out, really making you uncomfortable, Orchid. Really? I'm super uncomfortable right now, guys. And when you listen to it on Tuesday, you can get uncomfortable all over again. Then you can Uh, listen to your own voice and hear yourself praised repeatedly. Yeah, this is the worst. I hate listening back to my own voice. (laughs) All right. I think we give Elemist the final word for this one. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, sure. So you can find this on Twitter at guardians underscore lore you can email us guardians underscore lore at outlook.com or leave us a review whatever you find the uh 
the podcast. And uh, as a final, final reminder, Pretty Girl, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Orchid. Uh, pretty easy to remember. All one word. And I look forward to tweeting with you guys. Uh, follow me on Twitter so you can get some super hot takes every Tuesday after I listen to the podcast. Um, I usually and tweet out something. Videos. And otter, yes. yeah, if you follow me, you're going to... It's going to be races your feed with otters and hysterical stories of work. You guys is worth it. Come follow me on Twitter. It'll be, it'll be a blast. There's also a lot of discussion about cheese. There it is. (laughs) Cheese is a meal guys. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. Pain is a person and cheese is a meal. We're done here. We're done. (laughs) Nothing else needs to be said guys. Team cheese pan. All right. With that, let's all say goodbye. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Take care. Bum, bum, bum. Goodbye. Yep, you're right. Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. You know, I actually never clicked on the more privacy info. So, because we have a special guest, I just need you guys to know that there's personal data being collected. Oh, no. They also tell me how they're using our personal data, if you're worried. Um, There's reasons that they're sharing our personal data. No. I want you to shut it. How I can access and control my personal data. And then it goes on and talks about, like, cookies and things. And that just makes me hungry, so. What kinds of cookies? I'm going to get cookies and privacy. Oatmeal raisin, because that's all you deserve. It said privacy. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what a privacy cookie is. I actually don't mind oatmeal raisin. I prefer oatmeal chocolate chip, but. Or do you like how I tried to start a fight between you and Alan today? I did, yeah. That was probably my favorite part of the day was you uh, and (laughs) all of a sudden cheese memes. (laughs) The cheese memes were just like, oh my god. Those were some quality cheese memes. Sweet cheese. Yeah, you guys yeah. really, yeah, you really tried to get Almas and I to, to fight <laughs> over tech. I've never had cheese for a meal, but I've had cheese and nuts for a meal. There's like little snack packs. They'll do like Yeah, but it's like when you were camping and, and that's No, I used those little snack packs you buy me. Oh, yeah. Those are actually what I buy him during Shadow or during uh, Destiny drops or any time. I know he's going to be like hardcore gaming or home for a long period of time. Oh, this time you I got me the, the adult Shirefime snark packs. Oh, I yeah. love the adult lunch. No, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. I was talking about the little uh, what do I get Sargenta. Oh, those are for your lunch. Bags. Yeah. I could do oh, yeah. those. We have little Tillamoos that are like that big. I had a couple in my lunch bag, and so oh, little baby bells. Honestly, yeah, I just don't you guys... know how you eat that much cheese. I would poo all the time. I mean, I, I guess you never cheese. claimed you didn't. Yeah, yeah like maybe no, she I does. The best she stays thing regular. ever, you guys. I was yeah. talking to a friend the, the other day. Effect? No, I can I can eat like cheese all day. Stop you up. Anyways, not the point. I was talking to a friend the other day about olives and i was like don't olives make I love she was like poop? i'm ready to record <laughs> shut up okay <laughs> let me tell my story i was like don't olives make you poop and she was like well everything makes you poop that's true it's wise everything and i was yeah. like whoa Every, everything makes you poo and everything comes down to poo that's, how I, was, that's what I told her i was like everything comes down to poo i just elements taught me all to about drop it the kids off at the pool <laughs> I saw somebody with um, poop emoji pants yesterday, 
And okay. someone just called them <laughs> poop pants. So they're like, hey, look at these poop pants. And I'm like, what? That's gross. Stop <laughs> saying that in public. <laughs> Somebody was talking about pants. football and the Browns. And I know nothing about much about football. And I was just like, oh, yeah? Are the Browns going to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh. You never heard of them take the Browns to the Super Bowl? Nope. No. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> you know, drop drop the kids off at the pool. You never heard any of this. I literally just sang "Drop the Kids Off at the Pool." Do you know? Oh, okay. That was like five seconds ago. Where were you? I just sang it from the "Everything Comes Down to Poo" song. Oh I've learned to tune out half of what you say. Yeah. Same, babe. Same. Besides, Elmist is taking one for our marriage. I wasn't really listening. Oh, at this point, Look, I think I've taken five Oregon, for your marriage. That's sign language for same. You should learn that for when you become fully deaf. Okay? Okay. What? <laughs> when I become she fully deaf, I'm only no deaf. sign language. It's How are you half deaf and half. know nothing? She's she, because she gets I by without attention. it. Yeah, I can get by without. Are it. you like really good at lip reading? Yep. My cousin's half deaf, and she'll be like, "Dude, you don't want to know what they say in those football huddles. It's disgusting." It's true. It's like, yeah, they like zoom in them on the TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the, the, talking the opposite, with, like the classroom. Yeah, the opposite problem happens though because then if I lip read and I have no context, like it's just absolute <laughs> gibberish. So I'm, it's like bad lip reading on That's YouTube. Yeah, you know, it, it just makes no sense, and so I'm like, mm. it's true. Seagulls. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> I love that. And nothing about me is that interesting. And all the interesting stuff is depressing. You're hosting this podcast right now. That's they know that though. I know Some that's of- an interesting fact about you. That sparked conversation. Yeah. Some of them know yeah. I host the podcast. In fact, do they know that you only stay awake for half of it though? <laughs> Anyone on our Twitter does. <laughs> I mean, at work. That's a Honest <laughs> about it. Jessica you, does, actually, yeah. And she know that you, I think you're actually partially narcoleptic. No lie, actually. You just fall She falls asleep. Look, I got mono back in high school, spots. and it never really left. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> never It's left. so, like, lame. Everyone's like, ooh, <laughs> scandal. And I'm like, no, I went to a high school with, like, 50 kids, and we all just drank after each other and spread it. Like... Wasn't making out with anyone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spread mono. Calm down. Yeah. I shared Birding. somebody's cup. Yeah. I spread it. Mm-hmm. Spread the, uh, context, babe. Figure it out. God dang it. All right. That's enough distraction for one. <coughs> Let's get serious. Professionalism. <laughs> Us professionals? I, are we? Always. I don't I'm know about not, you guys. I'm, I'm a, not a professional at I'm all. I'm a gosh darn professional. I'm glad you're, you're professional. You're pretty professional. Come on now. I mean, you, chemistry is professional. Bam. That's, that's true. I don't know. I didn't I set anything on fire conversations today. at work. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's uh, only Brandon, Brandon and I are now. Poor Brandon. I, it's, we're the only two right now because like our other coworker doesn't do anything. <laughs> I love your work conversations. <laughs> right? They do make me laugh every once in a while. All of them actually happen, too. Those are, like, that's what happens. That's not edited at all. Oh, I understand. My coworker <laughs> loves to record me doing stupid things or my, like, various rants I'll say in the morning and just post them on you Instagram. You talk to yourself. I do. I talked to myself for an hour the other day about various fruits and groceries and what the best <laughs> fruit service was because we're – I'm on the snack committee at work. What, the breast food service? Yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, some of them do send chicken breasts in their boxes, but we're not getting that. No, I'm on the snack committee at work, and we just switched from one snack box to another snack box, which is saving us like $75 a week, a month, a week, a month. Why is there a snack committee? That's my question. Why can't you guys provide snacks? snacks? My company just has a cheese fridge. That's all we have. We switched to a new awesome snack box that's got a mix of healthy and unhealthy. We were way too healthy before, and it was driving me bonkers. My so company offers some, like, something that kind of resembles coffee, but that's basically it. Oh, and then now we're getting wow. fresh fruit from local farmers from the, um, like, Washington, green Washington grocers. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Our first delivery is on Monday, and I was Ooh. in charge of that. So I talked to myself for, like, an hour researching that yesterday, and then I got it all situated today. We also have a fun committee, and their newest initiative that started last month is every second Friday of the month, we have Movie Friday. This Friday, it's The Princess Bride. Anyway, are you yeah. ready to start? Hey, did you tell Orchid if she has something to say, just to pop something up in the Smiley chat? Up. I thought Al wants to take care of those. I don't know if he did. Did you take care of the, like... No, I haven't. Okay. Everybody shut up. I'm going to tell her how this works, because obviously I'm the most professional here. You, you are. are. You were on the snack committee, so you're way more professional than all of us. Exactly. I was in charge of the fruit. Look, I can do more things with my hands than majority of you guys. That sounded sexual, but I meant sign language. I think you actually meant sexual. Uh, No, she doesn't. (laughs) Uh. It's really hard to get that rhythm. (laughs) Anyway, I just bumped my monitor, and now I'm going to think it's out of alignment. For the rest of eternity. So, anyways, we, we also really have to should come... have Guardians of Lore After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> we also have potentially it's called Guardians of Lorgasm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you're also first reader because that's just kind of the order and the way that I do stuff. But if you really despise that, I could probably <laughs> just know it's pretty inconvenient. <laughs> What's that face? I'm looking at all the problematic words. <laughs> I love this. I'm like, just like, they're for I'm me. trying to decipher them. Teasot. It's easier yeah. for me to not look at that. And then I can do it. I just love how, yeah, right. You just didn't put Torbital. You just kind of stopped. <laughs> like, no. Right. Zyalt. Sindhu. Talu. Taluarg. But Talu. Taluarg. Plaza, Gal- Plaza, Mithrax, Anthenium, Anthony, yeah, Anthony, Anthonyum. It depends. Oh, I've heard it both ways. Okay. Anyways, I feel like it's like an A sound. It's like a Canadian A sound. Anthony. Oh, A. A. Anthony. Peter Patter. It's, it's yeah. Oh my God. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh, you're just a bunch of spare parts, aren't you? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna kill what I just did. literally everyone. Okay. <laughs> Everything's in position. I'm gonna do the whole podcast like this. Please oh, stop. No, please don't. Are you ready? <laughs> the other day. We've already been 14 minutes. Come from. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's 14 minutes of your life. Yeah, probably. It's true. It has been for me. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. 
It wasn't Smash worth it. All I did was smack my table and then like mess up my monitor. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. This is the only gang sign I know. I'm sorry. Ivan, <laughs> shut, shut up. We're clearly table. trying to do something smack right now, and you're distracting everyone. I spanked my table, and my monitor got a little off, and yeah, it's sad. <laughs> he spanked his table. That's all I needed to know. And the monitor got a little off. It did. I don't it's know. Not a, not a girl. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm good. My monitor seems... Well, your, mo- your monitor sure you're is good. better when you're bad. <laughs> I think my monitor's okay. I think it twisted a little bit, though. I think they're a little too hard, huh? It likes Look, it like that. <laughs> I pulled out a tape measure to, like, measure the squareness and everything of this monitor. I'm, like, super OCD. I'm sorry. And I just bumped it. So, I'm just going to take me all I can. When I went to go, go hang a picture measure. at work, people were like, you've never hung a picture? And I was like, no, my husband does it. He's so OCD, he pulls out tape measures just to make sure everything's perfectly placed on the wall. That's how you're supposed to do things. You, you should never come me? at to my house. Immaculate. Immaculate. It's amazing. Place. I'm so proud for you. Oh, now that you said that, I see that the picture in the background is crooked. <laughs> what is Lucas' house? Yeah. Yeah. No. I <laughs> pointed it out. You should to point out fabulousness. Just move it a little bit. I don't even know. Your camera's a little crooked, so it's hard for me to tell. I mean, I know that it's crooked, but I can kind of see the top of the ceiling and know that it's okay, so. And I'm just about yours is crooked or <laughs> Mine crooked? It probably is. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> okay, anybody's guys, God, I've been trying to start this podcast so many times. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> You're not my supervisor. Well, I am today. You're not I am your supervisor. mother. You're not my mom! <laughs> Y'all go to your goddamn room. I am in my room! Today we're sponsored by Hydro Flask. And still Pop-Tarts! Nice. I ate a Pop-Tart. And, uh, pumpkin spice. So. <gasps> pumpkin spice! And honestly, at this point, if our podcasts aren't sponsored by OPI Nail Polish, like, that's the most consistent thing I do during podcasting. And Cirque du Soleil. So, you know. Hey, we're go. all throwing it out there. Sure. Chobani. Honestly, yeah. Imergu. <laughs> I have water. No, I'm saying the most consistent things about our podcast are chopsticks, Chobani, and nail polish. All right. That should just be in your... Why, why aren't all those things in your logo, then, if it's chopsticks, Chobani, My bad. I'll go polish. make another one. No, 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 no. <laughs> they are. They're just hidden. Ooh. Oh. They're black on black. Yeah, in the darkness. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. Actually, speaking of men at arms, have you listened to like side note? Have you listened to uh <laughs> the the top three from Focus Fire Chat from this week? No, not yet. Oh, dude. Go listen to it. There was one point where they talk about Guardian Con and Men at Arms is just yelling Peregrine Greaves while playing Crucible. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm so funny. Sorry. I'm going to fix my OCD real quick. So you can go fix the picture. Continue on. In the other room. I can't continue on. This involves you commenting. No, no, no. I'm I'm fixing my monitor. <laughs> no, my picture is immaculate. Okay? Okay? No, it's Orchid's picture that's a little crooked, and I don't have time to fly out there. Well, Put you'll be in Alaska. Way. You'll be close to where I live. Just take Plus a her. jaunty detour. 
That's true. That's true. Alamist is like, I'm excited that Orchid's here, but I didn't know there was going to be so much foolishness. Let's be yeah, honest. You knew how much editing you were getting. Oh, yeah. Trust me. The more people you put in, right? The more people you put on here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so I'm a me, foolish person. No, well, I'm a happens, foolish person. It just they just turn into when we have guests, it just turns more into like an Xbox party. You're an Xbox party. Anyways. Yeah, be working flame and spending half an hour trying to get his video to work. Oh, that was exhausting. Okay, anyways, right. shut up. I've got it pulled up. He's not flaming anymore. Uh shout out to little baby flaming. Uh no, now he's little baby thick Jesus. I'm not gonna call him that. <laughs> <laughs> He can bless me, my child, all he wants to. I'm still not going to call him that. <laughs> I want to know how long it lasts. Oh, God, man. I don't know. Lasted longer than I thought it would. It makes me want to make a new account and steal just Flamin' so he can't have it back. Well, that's the thing. When he needs to make a name change, he's going to have to spend $20 because he made another ch- account and took just Flamin' so he could get it back. So when he wants to change names, he's got to change that account and his main account. So. Uh-huh. 20 bucks just for this joke. <laughs> He's sticking with it, though. It's very impressive. All right. We'll silent for your, your introduction. Forget Armor 2.0. Elemist is Yogurt 2.0. <laughs> she has two cheeses. He has two yogurts. <laughs> no, she had a real meal, remember? She talked about microwave yeah, but... something. Yeah, I had like a meal service that I just microwave food, and it's delicious. Hey, we, we do, too. Freshlies. I use Freshlies, too. So there you go. That's what I had oh, right before. BFFs. I had some butternut squash. Some. Oh, good. yeah. I don't like mm-hmm. butternut squash. I stayed away from those. I added their new one of, like, the thinly sliced steak this upcoming week. I'm excited to try it. I had chicken. Ooh. I had chicken with butternut Squash mash mac and cheese. It's pretty. It's so I wanted to get the ace. I wanted to get the ace of spades one, but I, I never Guys, did. I actually know what that is. Super exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> it's really cute. I want to put it on my desk at work, but it's a gun. <laughs> so it's I really cute, shut it. and I want to put it on my desk at work, <laughs> but it's a living dog. <laughs> <laughs> you do you know what you He's could probably right do that. Connor's just like, can you put me down, please? <laughs> Ugh. You what said cheese, saying? and now I want cheese. <laughs> okay, mommy's gonna ask her a question, but you can't I go anywhere. I know that says Roman numerals next, but I totally read Roman uh, ramen noodles. Jeez. And now I'm gonna say ramen noodles every time I say Roman numeral. Look, I've started something. All right, moving on. Well, why don't we wait for work? I about to say cheeses. Anyway, do we know what we're doing? Jesus, interrupt us. We stopped. You I should got introduce your. Yes. Introduce your uh, listener Q&A, and then I'm we'll doing. go. I know what I'm doing. Good. I'm professional. <laughs> it says, these are written by prison scribes for callous. Nope. 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 That's not Great. prison. Sion. That's not, it's not prison. <laughs> well, oh technically, my. they are on a prison. <laughs> what happens in prison stays <laughs> in prison. <clears throat> what happens in the Leviathan stays in the Leviathan. Yeah. The prisoners belong in the baths. Okay. No, that's the nursery. I don't know what's happening. Okay. We're just talking about the Leviathan at this point. <laughs> or as Hyven will most likely be calling them the rest of this episode, a ramen numeral. Because no, of this. Ramen noodle. Yeah. That too. Because of this, we will give the Roman noodle type. <laughs> you said Roman noodle. 
<laughs> you see what you've done? You see what you've done? <laughs> you did this. You caused this. The blood of these words are on your hands. So, yeah. We got some potentially, wow, that was potentially problematic words. I don't think you need to cover this section. Potentially. Please hey, do not read those off right now. I already read them off. He can edit them in however he wants. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So those are our words to look out for because apparently potentially is too problematic of a word for me. What were we Shagok. calling the other scribe? Shagok, whatever. What were we calling the other scribe? Talzak. Salsa. It's like a T-Z sound. Sal. I think Orchid wants salsa. That's what I just heard. I want salsa. (laughs) Salsa. Ooh, salsa salsa and chips. That does sound really good, doesn't it? Scribe salsa and chips. We have the the ramen noodles that we have, which is full of food today. That's all we need is food. And I mean, this entry is written by Cognac, so... (laughs) Getting classy. Actually, real quick, let me see if I can find you the proper pronunciation. Oh, really? I was just yep. going by the pronunciation I heard on Focus Fire chat. So, yeah, this I just is assumed definitely, they got it right. This is definitely a made-up word. Um, so, you choose. I say Talzot. However you want to pronounce it. I want Talzot. Okay. Talzot. Slazot. Honestly, if you uh, in if you look up this word, it only comes up destiny-related articles. So there is no. Um, oh wait, I lied. I found something on Russian Instagram. Yeah, I can't. Yes. Help. It's someone's page in Russian. So. Awesome. What does it mean? Wow. Translate it from Russian to English. Do the extra mile. Anyway, why don't you do just it. give it give it the old? You have two friggin' monitors, and you didn't do it. Give it the old go. Only if you promise to look that up while I'm reading. Look up what? What it means from Russian to English. I have no idea. I couldn't find anything, so I'm telling you. I'm just saying Google Translate, I mean. After the fall of his shadows, the great Emperor Callus, master of celebrations, patron of festivity, stood in the throne room of his great ship. The golden king's shining... You said you wanted titles. titles. We're just enjoying the titles. Yeah, but his face is doing a thing, and I couldn't look at him. (laughs) You know. Okay, fine. Sorry. There's gonna be so much editing. I'm so sorry, sweetie. It's just a. It's just a coincidence that Elemist and Callus happen to have the same titles. I mean. (laughs) I am the master of celebrations. Are you? You want me to call you that later? I'll call you that later. Crazy. Yeah, this is gonna last. <laughs> Patron of festivities. All right, I'm gonna start over. <laughs> Golden King. Yeah, we just should have a list at this point. Like, we just need to write them all down and just compile all of his titles. It would be great, actually, is if you guys never use like you know everyone uses like honey or sweetie or babe. Just only use a list of uh, Chronicon titles for each other. Uh, that's why I've. That's why I'm going to call Elmas Master of starting? Celebrations from now on. Elmas is like, what do you think? Compile them. Yeah. Wait. Yep. 
we'll compile them, put them all in our mm-hmm. kitchen refrigerators, use them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. No, I've ruined them, all of them. The great emperor whispered. Oh, that's not a whisper. I'm gonna go back. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Okay. No, I have. I'm ruined extreme. Them. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Recorded by Scribe. Ixel. Ix. Alt. I just want to make sure we're, you know, we're a team here. I want to make sure we're on the same page. I got you, boo. Watching you leap nimbly. Sorry. I gotta pause. I'm gonna start reading really sexual if I don't come down. Right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. This is a pretty sexual letter. I just, I just. Start. <laughs> Sorry. I just, yeah. I was getting. It was getting. It was about to get more intense. I can't read. I can't read nimbly. I know you're leap fake, nimbly like, through my reactor. Too like circular, annoying, guys. pretending sexual voice, and and this is it, y'all. Seeing you lead your team, <laughs> I don't know why. I have never had so much trouble reading a card. This is very disturbing. All right. <clears throat> Seeing. Are you kidding? Lead- are you kidding? This is amazing to me. I, I know, man. I'm to myself. <laughs> oh my. He is your boo. <laughs> and I knew the attraction was mutual. For you leapt headfirst into my menagerie. Get it together, man. You can't say Composure. stuff like that. Composure. <laughs> We're professionals. Callus is, I mean, he is, he's really um, in, inferring a lot. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't remember making those actions, but I guess. He's laying it on thick. He is, man. He is. He's a thick. He's a thick buddy. And that's with two C's. Chris. Stop it! Oh, Stop it Chris. right now! I will quit this podcast altogether. <laughs> oh, we all know that's a lie. Yep. Want a pop? Sure. Pop You've made Callie upset. Guys, shut up! It's not that serious. Like, go talk to your father about it if you're going to be that mad.